that she could turn into a drama worthy of Sophocles. She would feel it her duty to point out the blemish to everyone they met and invite them to comment on the tragic twist of fate that had ruined her niece's exquisite dress. Charlotte was dreading the evening's entertainments quite enough without the added humiliation of her aunt's histrionics. She thought for a moment and then picked up her watercolour box. Perhaps there was some china white left. She took a clean brush, licked it thoroughly, and started to paint over the stain. It wasn't perfect, but it covered the worst of it, and with any luck, she might get through the evening without her aunt noticing. She was just giving it another coat when there was a perfunctory knock on the door, and her brother Fred walked in wearing his dress uniform. Are you ready yet, Mitten? Aunt Adelaide is fretting about the horses, and I want to be at the opera early. He saw what she was doing and stopped. Why are you painting your dress? He smirked. Is that the latest fashion, hand decorating your ball gown? Well, if it was the latest fashion, as you never stop pointing out to me, I would be the last one to know. I have spilt some ink on my dress and I am concealing it with paint. Charlotte pointed at the blemish with her finger. There, good as new. But what on earth were you doing messing about with ink in a white ball gown? I thought girls had better things to do before a ball, like getting their hair arranged or choosing which jewels to wear. If you look carefully, Fred, you will see that my hair has been arranged, and as for jewels, Aunt Adelaide thinks that diamonds are unsuitable for debutantes, and so she is wearing Mama's necklace. I thought I would occupy my time usefully while I waited for you all to get ready. Fred glanced over at the work table where the royal menagerie lay. He went over to have a closer look and shook his head. You really are a rum one, Mitten. Do you like it? Like it? Of course I don't like it. It's peculiar, that's what it is. Why don't you have any normal accomplishments? Singing, piano playing, needlework, that sort of thing. It's just odd for a girl of twenty to be squirrelling around with cameras and chemicals all the time. You need to be careful that you don't get a reputation. Augusta is quite concerned about you. She says that after we are married, her first task will be to launch you properly. She thinks that with the right approach, you could be quite a success. Charlotte smiled. How very kind of her. Fred looked at her suspiciously, his blue eyes bulging as they always did when he was cross. Augusta will be a real advantage to you. She says that making the right sort of marriage is like piloting a ship into harbour. It needs a steady hand at the tiller. Charlotte thought, but did not say, that despite Lady Augusta Crewe's navigational skills, it had taken her four London seasons to land a proposal of marriage. She decided to change the subject. You look very handsome tonight, Fred. Augusta will be proud of you. Diverted, Fred pushed his chest out and brushed his hand down the gold braid on his jacket. Went to Bay Middleton's tailor. He swears by him. Won't go anywhere else. Bay Middleton is clearly very discerning. Best dressed officer in the guards. It's all about the cut. Had to have three fittings for this. Only three fittings? I must have had ten at least for this frock. And I think your uniform fits you rather better and is altogether more flattering. Nothing wrong with your dress. Or at least there wasn't before you started covering it with ink. He put his hand on her shoulder. When Augusta and I are married, she will advise you. Dare say you could learn something from her. Always very nicely turned out, Augusta.
Charlotte thought that she had heard enough about the superiority of Augusta Crewe to last a lifetime. Even if her future sister-in-law had been charming and generous, she might have tired of Fred constantly invoking her name. But as Charlotte found her affected and calculating, her presence in every conversation between brother and sister was a scolding irritation. There was a cough from the doorway. Penge, Aunt Adelaide's butler, looked at them reproachfully. Her ladyship has asked me to remind you that the carriage was ordered fifteen minutes ago. Fred became officious. Come along, Mitten. Nothing you can do about the dress now. Captain Hartop's not going to notice. He was halfway down the curving staircase before he turned back to look at her. And you needn't worry about partners tonight. I know Hartop will claim the first two, and Augusta has promised to find you some suitable young men. Charlotte was silent, but thought that she would like nothing.